No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. There was the sad news Monday, Memorial Day, that Bill Buckner, the 69-year-old former major leaguer who spent so many productive seasons with the Dodgers and the Cubs and the Red Sox, winning a batting title, amassing more than 2,700 career hits, and of course, uh, his role in Game 6 of the 1986 World Series, perhaps the most famous, infamous error in baseball history. No one knows Bill Buckner's story. No one can put it into better context. No one has a greater appreciation of his complete and full legacy than the man who joins us now, the great baseball writer, Peter Gammons. Peter, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. Now, he Bill was a really special player. I mean, it's so sad to see most of the stories about his death, leading with, well, he's famous for the error, when he had a remarkable career and I mean, 2,715 hits, but um, what gets overlooked a little bit and forgotten is that he was a great young player with the Dodgers. Of course, he and Bobby Valentine were 2-1 in the draft in 1968. They were supposed to be the two best recruits on USC's football team. Um, <laughs> but um, he uh, he tore up his ankle in April of 1975, and he never walked right again. I mean, and... Back when he was with the Red Sox in, in 85, uh, um, 84, 85, uh, he, uh, I, those days I used to go out and go to the ballpark and about one o'clock in the afternoon and get dressed and go out and shag, throw BP, all the rest. And what always astounded me was that it was, it would take about two hours to have his, to all the stuff they had to do to his ankle so that he could play. And he played in such pain for so much of his career. There's no question he would have shot well past 3,000 hits uh, had he been healthy. And, you know, at that time, you know, we didn't have all the analytics. 3,000 hits, but you went to the Hall of Fame. And that injury cost him the Hall of Fame, but he still had a great career. And, I mean, that play with Bookie Wilson, it, so, it, it, it summed up his personality, which is, and I'm not the only one to say this. I know Bobby Valentine's always said it. He might be the most competitive person uh, anyone who ever knew him ever ever met. And on that ball, so Bookie, he's got great night at third. Bookie, is, is, uh, um, Bookie hits the top ground ball down the first. He has no chance to be able to get him out. But he sees out of the corner of his eye that Bob Stanley is delayed on the mound. He's not going to be able to get the first. So Buckner tried to charge, scoop it, and then dive for the bag. And, of course, the ball went by him. It took a little bounce of a hop and went by him, and, and, and Ray Knight scored. But it was his never, I'm just not going to eat the ball and hold Ray Knight at third. I'm going to make that play and get out of the inning. And it's just, that's who he was. When he and Valentine were at um, USC, they still went and were roommates at SC. Um, and, um, yeah, cause they were, they were in the, I believe they were in the football dorm or something like that. And, um, they, uh, they would go out and work out every day, but they would race every day 
Probably Valentine, because why? Oh, until he got hurt, I think he was playing a fraternity football game where he messed up before what happened to him in the major leagues, lost a lot of his speed. I I, I think so. But they would go out at every time. Valentine beat him every race they ever ran. <laughs> but every time, Buck would say, uh, okay, well, uh, we'll be back here tomorrow, and uh, this won't happen again. I'll, I'll beat you tomorrow. And he believed it. And that's just the way he was. I mean, there was a time in the minor leagues when Buckner, Valentine, and Davey Lopes collided on a fly ball in short right field. And um, so uh, he hurt his jaw. And they took x-rays of him two days later and found he had a broken jaw. And so he'd already played two games with a broken jaw. So the Dodgers told Tommy Lasorda, his manager, um, don't play this guy for another month. He missed one game and was back in the lineup. Wow, wow. draw at all. And that, that's just who he was. I know if if you sat Valentine down on the couch, he could probably tell hours of stories about him and all the crazy things he did as a as a competitor. But um, And he was – it was – yeah. somebody said to me the other day, well, is that your main memory? I said, no, you know what? He came back to Boston in 1990. The Red Sox let him go. He yeah. went to the Angels and then the Royals. And he came back to the Red Sox in 1990. And I was sitting behind home plate uh, with a scout friend of mine. And um, he was uh, he hit a ball against the Angels to right field. You know, that corner in right field, a fly ball, went over Claudel Washington's head. And the, that's that low fence. And it short hopped that fence. But Claudel couldn't stop. And he over that over the fence and got stuck underneath the seat, and the ball rolled back. And I said to uh, Gordon Lake, my friend sitting next to me, I said, "This is inside the park home run." He said, "Oh," I said. I I told him, "Look up," and and Dante Bichette in center field was just standing there with his arms crossed, watching him play. There wasn't anybody to go get the ball. Claudel was still stuck underneath the seat, so Buckner limped around the bases and dove across home plate. For I believe it was his last hit in the major leagues. It must. But that's my fondest oh. memory of that's who he is. No matter how torn up his ankle was, how old he was, he still was going to force his way around the bases to score the run. We're speaking with the great Peter Gammons about the great Bill Buckner, who died this week at the age of sixty-nine of Lewy body dementia. And and, and Peter, I, I got to say, I mean, I got to know Bill Buckner a little bit later in life. We did stories on the twentieth anniversary of. Uh, 86 and the 25th anniversary. He was so gracious. He was a man of so much honor and so much dignity. And he had, um, you know, such a big reputation in the game. But I was surprised by just how big the reaction was this week to his death. And it's because it's such a rich story and it's such a poignant story. And, and there's something, of course, sad or unfortunate about such a great player. Um, associated with that moment in particular. How do you try to frame the legacy of Bill Buckner? Well, I thought that the fans in Boston did very well. When the Red Sox brought him back uh, in um, 2008, it was opening day. They were celebrating the championship of 2007. But out from uh, the the opening in the left field wall came Bill Buckner. They introduced him and he came... uh, uh, he, he walked forward to, to throw, throw the first pitch, um, and the ballpark stood. It was just a, a deafening um, applause 
for him. And he broke down and cried as he was coming in. And uh, it was a tremendous Fenway moment. I mean, they were the, the, Bill Russell was there. Bobby Orr was there. Um, you know, it's, uh, Red Sox heroes from different periods. I think Yaz was there. and, and uh, But there was this moment of, you know, hey, he's still – he was so great for them for the two years. And, you know, the one thing that they would all say, and John McNamara, you know, was criticized for not putting Dave Stapleton in at first base, but um, Buckner was so much a part of that 86 team uh, that came back and beat the Angels. Uh, they were down 3-1 uh, to one at one point in that series and came back on the, uh, and won it. And then he was such a part of the World Series team that <laughs> – Dave Stapleton was wonderful, but there was something really special about Bill Buckner. When you were around him in the clubhouse, like at 2.30 in the afternoon, and listen to his stories and realize what he was like, he was so much a part. McNamara forever, in my mind, is remembered as doing the right thing because that was how much respect Buckner had, no matter whether it was Dwight Evans or, or um, Jim Rice or whoever. Um, they He was regarded as just... Um, he, he had the, he had the presence of a great player, and they knew it was almost impossible for him to go out every day. I mean, people used to say, "How in the world does this guy go out and play in in the field at first base?" And he played pretty well, and you know, it was just I remember Dwight Evans one day saying to somebody, "It's." You know, some people have greater wills than others, and he was one of them. Peter Gammons, the Hall of Fame baseball writer on the great Bill Buckner, died this week at the age of 69. Peter, it means a lot to us that you come on and share your memories of Bill Buckner. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. I just wish he had those 285 hits and so we could, so we could look at his plaque in Cooperstown. That's right. That's right. Peter Gammons. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.